Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. This time's for real. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 18, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine, and you are... I'm Kimberly Rom. It's not Rom, it's Rom. Uh, but I'm typically known as Kimmy. I am part of, well, I interrupt the Usual Bet podcast on a regular basis. I run an advice column on Tumblr. I have written three novels, erotic novels, and a smattering of short stories, focusing on love and emotional growth. And you're also one of my besties. And I'm one of what? I'm one of your besties. You, oh, well, you're one of my besties. You are, there we go. You are one of my besties. You cut out there. I wasn't like questioning, Aww. questioning the validity <laughs> of our friendship. Like, wait, what the fuck did you just say to me? You can't Jazzy declare yourself my besties. bestie. Well, fuck Fucking that. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this week we are joined by Kimmy, a uh, pet play extraordinaire and member of the Sophie and Pudding household. How? How are you doing, Kimmy? Uh, I'm sorry, you cut out again. What? I'm so sorry. I said, um, you are a member of the Sophie and Pudding household, one of my besties, and I asked, how are you doing? Uh, today is Mother's Day, which is always a very particularly difficult day for me because my mother is the root of a lot of my trauma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm Valid. stable, though. I'm stable. Good. I'm having a good day. Good. Sometimes uh, having a stable day is having the best day. I feel that's right. Mm -hmm. So you are joining us this week because you are extremely experienced in pet play. I don't know if I'd say extremely experienced. I'm relatively new to the pet play scene. Uh, It's only been the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but I'd probably get to play a lot more than most people. Okay. So before we get into a bunch of the questions I have for you and the questions that listeners have for both of us, um, we have Patreon shoutouts. You know, so we do. Shout them out. Um, yes, we do. Uh, so we just revamped the Patreon. There's now four tiers, $1, $5, $10, and $15. And at the $15 Sinner tier, uh, we have Daddy Gray, who says, (sighs) Daddy loves his little squish butt. And then Princess Sarah, who says, be a pineapple. What was that first one? Uh, Nothing. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. I feel like this is really important. Nope, nope, we're moving on. Daddy's looking at me now. Princess Sarah writes, be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet. Aww. Sarah's such a wonderful person. She is. She's wonderful. So those are the two $15 tier patrons. And the thank you to t- uh, Phil258, who is a Kingster tier patron at $5. Thank you very much. You are all supporting the ongoing production of the show, and I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon and get you some homemade custom jazzy porn sent directly to your 
uh, Discord. Look us up on uh, patreon.com slash jasminestarshine or at oddswithgods.com. Also on at oddswithgods.com is Ruka's fundraiser, which is up to $765. It is still live. You can still donate money. Please throw some money at her. She is my big sis, one of my best friends. And with all that aside, Kimmy, I have some questions well, for you. What One thing on that. I donated. You should, too. Ruka's good people. I love her. Ruka's good people. And Kimmy donated. So that means that you should donate, too. That's right. Everybody should do all the things that I do. You being the listener, not you being Kimmy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already yeah. do all the things that I do. You already do all the things no, that you do. No, remember, I'm not I'm not I'm not in the Kimmy character tonight. Like you get you get Kimberly Rom. You get me in all my intellectual glory. Which that's an important distinction because on the usual bet you are um usually the uh the peanut gallery, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I am the force of chaos that derails the show that would otherwise be rather straightforward. You are actually an entire company of chaos demons from Warhammer 40k made Ugh, flesh. Don't 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 say that. <laughs> You're gonna call me a fucking Nurgle? Like Jesus. <laughs> Come on. I was gonna say at least like uh says Nietzsche or uh oh! I've got or... fucking crab hands? What the fuck? No, no, no. They're cool because they have like the cool psychic powers and they have the changeling and the Lord of Change. This is, this is what cool. you think of me? You think like I'm this grotesque demonic force? I think they're cool. And also, I think you get changed a lot. So that's specific <laughs> right here. Gotcha. But yes, um, I play with... A kind of a, it's a little bratty headspace when I'm on the usual bet. Um, a little bratty? A little, no, no. A little, capital L, bratty. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was going to say, you are not, not just a little bratty. You are very Oh, I'm bratty, quite bratty. Who is also a little. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> I well, my partner, uh, Darling, I call her Darling, because I'm not going to say real names. Uh said you're you're being a bit of a brat today and i said mm -hmm. honey i'm a professional brat people pay me for this it's true people literally pay you <laughs> so kimmy yes how did you discover your pet space and get into the pet place scene that oh all right here we go so let's get into it yeah um, so, I'm embarrassed. Oh, yeah, no. I'm blushing. You can't, you can't see it. Uh, oh, no. Um, okay, well, it, it, um, it starts with sex. Okay. And I was, okay, I was in an abusive relationship at the time. Right. And I was in an abusive relationship with a vanilla. Yikes. And my vanilla partner uh, did not enjoy BDSM. Did not enjoy um, DDLG. Mm -hmm. And so my needs as a submissive had to be bargained for. Right. 
and I would trade um, household projects. I've gained a lot of skills over the years. Uh, I am a carpenter. I make furniture. Uh, I paint things. A 3D modeler. A lot of those were gained to try to appease my vanilla partner uh, so that I could get my needs fulfilled. Which, by the way, that's a really bad sign. If you're finding that if you're finding that resonating with you, like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I have to trade stuff to my significant other all the time so that I can get my basic needs met. That's run. bad. Yeah. Not run, not run. Talk to a therapist. Talk to a therapist. Run because the fuck out of that relationship after you talk to a therapist. And if well, you decide that's the best course of action. There's a certain amount of give and take that is healthy in a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount of well, I'm not really into this thing, uh, so I'll participate. But it would be really nice if you reciprocated. Right, that's healthy. Some small amount of bargaining is healthy. Uh, you want to make sure that all parties are happy. But it was not healthy in my situation, which is why I say don't necessarily run. Talk to a therapist. Because you may just need outside perspective. And that's what therapists do. And that's what therapists do. And that's what therapists do. Indeed. Um, So I was in this relationship. And I had basically um, burned all the bridges that led to little space. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... Uh, one of the things that I came up with as a compromise was to explore a pet play space. That way that I could get my submissive needs met and my partner wouldn't have to do things that um, weren't enjoyable with little stuff. Okay. Valid. Um, so, yeah. I started experimenting with that. So, I have a number of headspaces. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this on my Tumblr a lot, but I don't know how far deep you want me to get into this because I don't want to take up your whole show talking about me. We're supposed to be talking about pet play. I'm interviewing oh, you okay. right now. Go all right. Off. All right. Like, we're talking about pet space and all that stuff. So, yeah, give me the tea. Okay. Um, so, Jazzy, do you know what my fetish is? Kimmy, you have many fetishes. That's the thing, though, Jazzy. I only have one. Submission? It's really close. It's really close. Uh, my fetish is actually dehumanization and objectification. Oh. Yeah, oh, makes- suddenly Kimberly makes a lot of fucking sense now. That made that makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> that checks out perfectly. Yeah, it uh it manifests in a wide variety of ways. I am a compatible play partner with a myriad of dominant desires. Mm-hmm. And like even if it's just like pure sadomasochism, I'm in. You want to do suspension bondage? I'm in. You want to put me in a vac bed? I'm in. 
You just want uh, predicament bondage? I'm in. You want to do erotic role play in a kidnapping scene? I'm in. You want to do little stuff? I'm in. You want to do pet play? I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. my... It looks like I have a lot of fetishes because my fetish is part of a lot of fetishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so your yeah, fetish is maybe just of... being like, like a toy in a lot uh, of ways. Yeah, that, that's definite. But like, okay, so a sub, a slave, a toy, a doll, uh, a sex object, a little, because... Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but a lot of little stuff is bondage gear. A high chair? Hello? It's a chair you can't get out of. A crib is effectively a cage. It's a cage. And so these, these like, tickle all of these buttons for me. And I developed a separate love for little stuff on its own. Um, Like, as a non-sexual age play, mm-hmm. uh, you know, experience. But uh, yeah, when it when it's sexual in nature, it's definitely because it's dehumanization and objectification. Gotcha. And so, that makes a lot of sense, especially in regards to pet space and everything. Exactly. So because I'm compatible with so many different ways to play. And because uh, many of my formative years were spent playing tabletop RPGs, among other things, I was a LARPer, honey. I remember you telling me you used to do the Vampire the Masquerade uh, Mind's Eye Theater. I was actually a storyteller for a Sabat game. Ooh. Yeah. I've got got nerd cred. Yeah, Uh, you do. Like, who has their own collection of VTES cards? I do. You do. Anyway, um, because I'm so compatible with such a wide range of dominant styles, uh, I compartmentalize it all. And I have these compartmentalized into various what I call headspaces, which are functionally like characters in an RPG. I spent a lot of time LARPing, which if you've done that, you know that like you've got to be able to talk out of character and be yourself and be in control of your emotions and your physical person. But at the same time, you need to be able to slip into character and be your character with whatever voice, emotion, and motivation instantaneously, anytime. And this was really fulfilling to me because like a lot of queer young people, I didn't like me very much. Mm-hmm. And so this avenue of exploration allowed me to learn more about myself in a way that was compatible with my self-loathing. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So headspaces. All of my headspaces are essentially characters. They are all me, but they are personas that I put on, uh, behaviors that belong to that headspace. And I've actually gotten to the point with one of them, two of them, that my tastes change 
which was really weird the first time. Uh, like your sense yes, of taste? Yes, my actual sense of taste. Huh. I get I get so deep in my own head. Like, okay, you've met Ruru. I have met Ruru. And Ruru, who is um, one of my pet spaces, Ruru was hanging out with Casa, our friend Casa, at mm -hmm. Capcom. And Ruru was being given treats, and Casa had jelly beans. And they were too sweet for me. Mm -hmm. Ruru wanted beef jerky. Ruru wanted savory. Jazzy, do you remember my sweet tooth from when you came and you were here for a while? Oh, do I remember your sweet tooth? It's incomparable. It's, it's all-encompassing. It's insatiable. Exactly. Ruru didn't want the jelly beans, which, by the way, Starburst jelly beans are my favorite jelly beans. Mm -hmm. I wanted jerky. So, I surprised myself at the depth I was going to for the character. And it was a lot of fun. Uh... So, I have a couple of different pet headspaces. I have a couple of different submissive headspaces. And mm -hmm. they're all for different play styles. Right, because Ruru is very, like, hands and knees, on the floor, rough and tumble, getting bruises on your poor kneecaps. Oh, my God. Very high energy. Yes. Ruru is pure joy. She and is joy incarnate. It's so much fun. And I get so into the character that I can... Okay. At Cap, I was exhausted on Sunday. Yeah, you I were. was completely exhausted. You were Dunzo on Sunday. So I got dressed as Ruru. So I wouldn't be able to feel my exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And Ruru ran all day long. <laughs> yes, she did. So, uh, yeah, Ruru is innocence. Ruru is a non sexual headspace. Mm -hmm. But I have sexual pet play spaces. Also, because pet play started as a sexual interest for me. Right. Did I answer your question? Yes, okay. very thoroughly, actually. So thank you. Uh, next, I want to ask, what does a healthy, a keyword, healthy pet owner relationship dynamic look like because as we know it's very similar to caregiver little or master slave in the regard where it's a power exchange dynamic but yes, what does is. that specifically look like for pet owner uh well i can only speak from the pet perspective not the owner perspective mm -hmm. but um it's actually going to look a lot like a master slave dynamic um so the difference between a master slave dynamic and a caregiver little dynamic is the flavor of the dominance, right? Right. Uh, the dominant, the master, and the caregiver 
have the same role. The slave or the little are functionally helpless. And the top has to take care of the bottom. This is true for slaves. This is true for littles. Mm -hmm. It's true for pet. So you have... We'll go with, this is stereotypical. So this is not true because like every goddamn thing in life, it's a spectrum. Right. Everything. Um, if you have your strict master, you know, uh, high protocol. And you compare that with a strict caregiver. You can still feel the difference. Because right. a strict caregiver comes from a place of love and caring, right? Right, like a place of tough love and wanting the best for your little and, like, that development. Exactly. But what's the master's relationship look like from an, an emotional perspective? Well, a strict uh, dominant, there could definitely be some more uh, sadistic intentions behind that. And I use the word yep. sadistic, you know, very intentionally and also in a very like hot context, not in like a bad connotation. Yes. If if you are in the community at the moment and you think sadism is a quote unquote bad thing, TM, uh, it can be. If you're not exercising the right emotional health. But right. it can also be a beautiful thing. It really can be. Uh, there's. Okay. Remind, ask me later about uh, the different emotions that the different headspaces are for. Because that is definitely part of that conversation. But I don't want to derail us. Uh, okay. So, your master character, person, uh, has ownership of the slave. They don't necessarily actually give a shit in character what the slave thinks, feels, or does, right? As long as they obey. That's not true in a relationship. Right. That's true in the character, in the power play of the relationship. Right. Uh, in the dynamic, that's true. In the relationship, yeah. right. In if, the relationship if, is different. If that's true in the relationship, run. Like, that's not even... Like, go see, go seek a therapist. No, get it's the fuck out. Run. That's a, that's abuse. That's yeah. Uh, and, but in character, in the headspace, and as a submissive who enjoys that headspace, having a completely cold, sadistic, dominant, is so joyous. It's so scary. But it's so hot. So, and it's also scary hot. Exactly. Whew, that's so true. So here's the thing. It's really good. Um, our culture believes that some emotions are good emotions and some emotions are bad emotions. Happy. Right. Uh, amused. Uh, satisfied. These are good emotions. Sad. Scared hurt these are bad emotions but they're not right. they're 
emotions. Because they're all just emotions. Exactly. They are emotions. And part of my own personal journey has been learning to enjoy quote unquote ne- God, I use I say that so much. Um I mean it works. Learning to enjoy negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, we were at Cap one year and I was super little. I was mm-hmm. super little. And all I wanted to do was take the Sophie and Pudding family and go upstairs and play with Lego. That's all I wanted in the whole world. I had just oh, finished this, uh, two years ago. Uh, yeah. That's why I met you all. Yes, it is. Indeed. Uh, I was. I had just finished my ukulele performance for the panel judges for my tryout. Mm-hmm. And when I had left for my tryout, I left Sophie and Pudding and Chloe in the shopping area. And they were browsing for clothes, which that was their first con. So, like, they needed to spend a lot of time right. experiencing that. So I left. I did my tryout. I came back. They were still shopping. Now, to me, Kimberly... This is not a surprising thing. Like, I understand this. To me, little Kimmy, it was a catastrophe. Right. And so I started throwing a tantrum in the middle of the shopping area. And I was stomping and saying, this isn't fair. Let's go play with toys. All I want to do is play with toys. Why are you taking so long? I was gone for like an hour and I was I was legitimately upset because I was very deep in my little headspace. Right. Uh, and then and when you're in different headspaces, you have like different thresholds. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Which anybody anybody who experiences play knows what this feels like. Most people don't call it a headspace, as far as I'm aware. Um, my tastes are just so varied that I needed a label for it. Um, Sophie's partner at the time came over and told me I was a bad girl and smacked me on the nose. And I cried. Mm-hmm. Because my little space is three years old. And that's and when a you tell a three-year-old. When you tell a three-year-old that they are a bad person, you're an authority figure, and you hit them and tell them they are a bad person, which that's what you are a bad girl means to a three-year-old. Mm. I crumbled into a million pieces, and I started bawling, and tears are streaming down my cheeks, and people are walking over to me and going, oh my god, are you okay? Like strangers who don't know me are trying to help me because. I'm inconsolable. Mm-hmm. And Chloe wraps her arms around me and says, she didn't mean that you're a bad girl. She meant that you're not being patient. You're a good girl and everyone loves you. Aww. And I calm down. Chloe is amazing. The Sophie and Pudding That's family. So awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love your family. I, uh, I do too. And 
I've had to deal with a lot of um, the trauma of the abuse. I was in that abusive relationship for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And 15 years is a long, long time. And so the scars from that are pretty deep sometimes. And it's been it's been a really hard week. And pudding has single-handedly kept me from falling to pieces. Oh. I love her so much. Thank Aww. you. Uh so negative emotions. I experienced a very, very powerful negative emotion of crushing sadness. And when I was done, when I had returned to my adult headspace, I could really appreciate the intensity of that emotion. Mm -hmm. And I can see as an age player that that emotion, that, that, experience was a gift even if sophie's partner felt terrible (laughs) (laughs) i thanked them and that was an experience it was and it's actually an experience that i treasure and cherish even though it was a negative feeling it was so powerful and so real and Mm. it's very difficult alive Exactly. It's very difficult for an adult to experience that level of emotion without a real tragedy. I got mm-hmm. called a bad girl and bopped on the nose. That was a real tragedy for that headspace. For a three-year-old, that's life-ending. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. And I sobbed, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and I sobbed, and it was wonderful. Welcome to BDSM. <laughs> Thank you. I've got um, the t-shirt. <laughs> did I answer the question? I don't remember what the original question was. <laughs> you did answer. I asked what the pet owner dynamic looks like. And we were no, I about- didn't. I didn't get there. I didn't get there. Uh, so the master slave dynamic, uh, which I'm, oh, that's I, great. <laughs> I deeply are. apologize for your editing job. I have nonlinear conversations. I hope you know I'm leaving all this in. Because I like the show. Oh, to, really? I like the show to run around hour, hour and a half. So this is good. Uh, Keep going. Okay. Like, um, you might confuse your listeners because I don't speak in straight lines. I don't do anything straight, darling. This is, (laughs) this is getting left in two, you know? All right. Fine by me. All right. (laughs) So the master slave dynamic in the headspace can be cruel and cold and quote unquote, negative the caregiver little even in a stern situation has love affection caring because that's what a little needs even a little who likes a stern caregiver they need safety Mm -hmm. and then if you take that further down that spectrum uh you have a relationship like Miss Lemon and Chloe, Ooh. who are just, I know, they're just so adorable. Cute. And so wholesome. 
so wholesome. Like, like literally, I've not seen people better matched in my no, life. No, seriously, I, I totally agree with you. And Miss Lemon is amazing, and I love her to death. Mm. Um, she can also be deeply cruel. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not to Maybe Chloe. To you. Yes. Well, that's a gift. It is. She's she's laid down lines so cruel, so dark, so sadistic that I've used them in my fiction. Ooh. Verbatim. Spicy. Verbatim. No joke. Okay. So if we if we look at this as a spectrum from the master-slave dynamic uh all the way to Miss Lemon and Chloe, like cute and cuddly, super wholesome. There's a lot of space in between. Mm. And a healthy pet owner dynamic is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum because mm. the pet is not a human. The pet is not so dehumanized that they are a piece of property, a slave. Uh, who is not entitled to emotions or thoughts, but rather they are incapable of human emotion and human thought to the degree that a human is. Pets have feelings, but pets are right. also beneath people. You don't want your mm -hmm. pet to be sad. But if your pet's sad, it's not like your kid's sad. Like, they're right. going to have to get over it. Like, you put the pet in the crate and you walk away. And you're speaking specifically about pet play pets. Yes. Because whenever I see a sad puppy, my heart just, like, explodes so much more right. than when I see a sad human child. <laughs> <laughs> but your pet play dynamic, your healthy pet play dynamic, the owner is still looking out for the best interests of the pet. There is a loving relationship there, but it is the love of a human to an animal, not a human to a human. And it's not as cold as the extreme master-slave of a human to a piece of property, a piece of furniture. Which, by the way, I've been furniture. It's hot. It's real hot. It's hot. I'm so frequently hot. used as a footstool. I've been used as a table for whiskey before. Really hot. Mm. And when I say it's really that hot, really hot, that whiskey was really cold on my bare back. Yeah, I bet. I like, bet. Real cold. <laughs> and you don't want to spill that. You'll get all sticky. God, no. Worst things will happen if you spill the whiskey. Way worse <laughs> things will happen than getting sticky. Well, I mean, if you don't spill it, then you'll get sticky in a different way. Exactly. You'll get good sticky, not bad sticky. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so I told my partner, Darling, about being on the show tonight. And this is going to be her first introduction to my little self. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So this is me like flinging open the doors because I've been like, you're always a little cagey with somebody new, even somebody in the scene when you talk about little mm -hmm. stuff because littles are like, 
they're the weird little sister of the BDSM club. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're not quite like, like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely bondage. That's definitely BDSM, but like, that's very yeah. pink. Not, not for me. That that tends to be right. the BDSM. Right. Uh, it, it's definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've absolutely done a scene where it was just like, all right, I'm getting stretched out on the rack. Instead of a plastic sheet beneath me, there's a blankie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so for, um, I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought there. I'm back. Um, okay. So your Welcome partner, huh, thank you. So your partner, is this someone that I've uh, met before or like in the Discord server or is this someone new? Oh, no. Okay. So I have four partners currently. Okay. Uh, I have, and I've, I've been tweeting about this. So I have Pudding who is my primary partner. Right. And we have an owner-pet relationship. Uh, It is asexual and aromantic. But very hot. Mm -hmm. Um, I am dating Subby Girl, Mm -hmm. who I've talked about a little bit. She is an owned pet of a dom that I met on OkCupid. Aww. Which, yeah, when we were like, she's like, well, I, I, I actually do porn. And I'm like, me too! Nice, nice. Yeah, so it's it's when two two BDSM porn models, like, meet. It's been a lot of fun. Aww. Um, and I have Lizzie. Right. Who is absolutely wonderful. That is a romantic sexual relationship. Oh, Subby Girl is is somewhere between a romantic and romantic. We're in a we're in a we're in a growth period right now. We're figuring it out. And somewhere between asexual and allosexual. Like we're mm-hmm. we started as purely platonic. Like my intention with her was very clear. I was like, you're hot. I like you. But I also take love as it comes. So, like, if you're not into me, we could still be friends and have fun. But Link. I'm totally into you, and I want to do things to your body. Hot. And, yeah. Well, here's the thing. She's 5'10". Oh. And I'm 5'5". Five five. I was going to say, uh, I'm almost as tall as her. Well, our, 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 our first date, I wore four inch heels Mm -hmm. and she wore flats and I I was was still shorter than her. Oh, you're blushing. She is so hot. Mm -hmm. Like subby girl, subby girl is beautiful. And you know what we do? We play board games. (laughs) I... I go over to her place. Well, pre-pandemic. Like, we haven't seen each other in months. We have um, phone dates right now. Right. Um, but I-, I go over to her place, and we play Chronicles of Crime. We solve crime together. Aw. And it's, oh, it's wonderful. She's such a nerd. And Relationship goals. Yeah, oh, it's wonderful. Uh, 
I go over to her place. We play board games. We talk about sex. Uh, I talk about my other partners. She talks about her other partners. Um, if the mood is right, I hit on her. Uh, and yeah, it, it's been it's been really good. And she is um, <laughs> she the particular subgenre she does is panel. Oh. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. And um her owner is smoking hot. Ooh. And uh he he might do terrible things to my body at some point. Mm. Like that's a that's that's on the table. Is that a little teaser trailer? Um no, I don't think that one will go online. I don't show my face in my right. pornography. And they do. <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, oh, right. And then we have Darling, who is my newest partner and mm -hmm. is romantic and allosexual. And she is so hot. Have I showed you a picture of her? No, uh, this, oh is, this is all new information for me. Oh, my God. Uh, Dear Jazzy podcast exclusive breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> well, this is not you're not you're not actually following my Twitter then, are you? Because I've talked about Darling and I've talked oh, no. about Chubby Girl. I am. It's just I've not been doing as much on my Twitter, and my feed's been like super de duper declogged lately. So let me. Okay, here we go. That's Darling. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, she's got, you can't tell in that photo, she's got the hottest undercut. Oh. And, oh my god, her energy is just delightful. Aww. She is whimsical and wacky, and then, like, if you give her the opening, there's a lot of, like, sadism there waiting underneath the waves. Mm. And we haven't been able to meet in person yet, but um, I'm really looking forward to it. She just bought a new house and I was teasing her and I'm like, so how many hard points have you installed? And she's like, well, we're <laughs> going to install one in every room. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, hello, yeah. darling. Oh, it's hello. good to meet you. Uh, you'll get to meet her eventually. Oh, good. Wonderful. I'm saying that as if, you know, I'm under the assumption that uh, she's going to likely hear this question mark. I told her that I would be sending her the link. Aww. So, yeah, she 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 will definitely hear that. But that's I swear that's not affecting my um, level of honesty here, mm -hmm. because, you know, me, there's only one level of honesty and that's too fucking honest. It, it's true. There's no sponsorship deal going on here with your words. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a couple more questions for you here. Uh, sure. As a pet, um, you said at the beginning you engage in a lot of different like pet activities, more so than your average pet. Yes. What do some of your uh, pet scenes look like? So I'm a lifestyle pet. Um. I am furry adjacent in mm -hmm. that I 
when I pet play, I am not an animal. I am not um, a quadruped. Uh, even Ruru is uh, Kimono Mimi, which is a super weeby way of saying a girl or, or boy in some cases, but I'm a girl uh, with animal ears and a tail, which is like so many anime characters. Right. And it's like, I don't consider myself a furry, but everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> like puddings like, no, you're, you're, you're a furry. Right, how many, how many sets of ears do you own? And I'm like, well, I'm not a furry though. Like I don't have a fursuit and like, I don't identify as a furry. And she's like, okay, you're thinking about getting art of Ruru. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, what a furry. And she's like, you're a furry. And Sophie's like, you're a furry. You're a furry. So, Kimmy, you're a furry. I'm not, though. I'm furry adjacent. I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> but that is very furry adjacent. If adjacent yeah. means like you're one centimeter away from it. Listen, like, there's distance there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't claim furrydom. Uh, if they claim me, I have no complaints. I love furries. Which I was Aww. talking to Darling today, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be on this this podcast with with my friend Jazzy, uh, who's a furry." And she's like, "I love furries. They're Aww. just the nicest people." Hi, I'm a big blue internet dog. How are you? <laughs> You're a moon moon. I am a moon moon. Uh, so, so, what kind of scenes do we do? I'm a lifestyle pet. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I because I'm a kimono mimi. I'm a um, I'm an animal girl. Um, I make breakfast for pudding. I fetch right. things for pudding. Um, mm -hmm. if I am naughty, I am typically not allowed in the furniture. Uh, I have a You're dog crate, huh? Right? Yes, I have a, I have a dog crate. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a harness. I get walked on a leash. Uh, to the household, I am not a human member of the house. I do not have the same rights as a human. So even though, uh, Sophie is an infant, uh, She's still above me. Mm -hmm. Because you're in a lot of ways the family. Pet. Yes, I am a house pet. I live my life as a house pet and I would not mm -hmm. trade it for anything. Uh, pudding, my Aww. owner, is very loving and caring. But at the same time, I have self-destructive habits. I come from a background of trauma. And like I said, she has single-handedly kept me afloat this week by not letting me think by getting me out of my head, um, mm. a really, a really rough thing happened to me this week. Um, I got a phone call from my dad, and he mm. was just—I don't talk to him very often, and he's never been supportive of my queerness. And he—he uh, he said something really mean, and I ended up breaking down. And um, pudding. Hugged me, cuddled me, and said, Now, 
we're going to go to the garage and we're going to start a cleaning project and you're going to be my good helper who's not allowed to think. You are there to help me, to keep me company, and for me to enjoy looking at. And if I catch you thinking, you're in trouble. And it, go ahead. And I was just going to say, like, once you know, you know, scenes really help you get out of your head, just like yes. you're saying. Right, especially if you're not allowed to think. Like, mm. several times during the, the project, I got sad. Like, my, I, I fixate on negative things. And, like, I kept replaying the conversation with my father over and over in my head. And Pudding has known me long enough that she could see on my face what I'm thinking. And I got in trouble. Uh, and so that is, it is loving, it is caring, uh, but it is also very clearly, like, you are beneath me, you are not human. And you're going to do what I say because I know better than you. Mm -hmm. oh. um, I end up at her feet frequently. Um, sometimes she will just tell me to kneel next to her. And we're not doing anything. Like, she'll just be playing on her computer. And I'll just kneel mm -hmm. next to her and she'll, like, run her fingers through my hair. And it's a lot of subhuman activities like that. Just a um, lot of things that take up a lot of like brain processes, but don't necessarily use all the CPU energy, so to speak. Yes. And so in, in some ways it's like a master slave dynamic. And in some ways it's like a CG little dynamic. Um, so like a healthy sandwich somewhere in the middle yeah yeah okay um now here's one that i've discovered jazzy tell me if you've tried this i have a pair of skull candy earbuds and Those i are... have discovered and i'm still just just now playing with this that if i have my earbuds in and i'm listening to music i can't understand what people are saying to me Uh, as in, like, when people are talking at uh, you versus talking uh -huh. to you? Well, they think they're talking to you, but you can't hear them. So... Like when you're totally in the zone in the music? No, no, like, I could be making eye contact with them, but I can't read lips. So, let me paint you a picture. Mm. Uh, I was jamming, which you've been, like, like, um, watching my Spotify activity? Because like you have great creeper. taste. Oh, okay. Am I the only one that does that? Because when I see my friends are listening to Spotify and Discord, I always like to see what they're listening to because my well, friends I have see good that... taste. No, that's like an invasion of privacy. Then disconnect your Spotify. <laughs> I'm bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just one. <laughs> no, I, sure. I totally, I totally do that. I totally oh, do that. Okay, and Ruka, Ruka and I had a long conversation the other day. She's like, oh, you listen to that? Have you listened to this one? And we traded tracks. You were in that conversation. I was, yeah. So you know I'm feeding you a line of bullshit. It, uh, yeah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was jamming. 
And Pudding's like, Kimberly, which she said loud enough and clearly enough. And people are really good at hearing their own names. Mm -hmm. So, like, I walked over, but I did not take my headphones out. And she's talking to me. And I don't understand a goddamn word. So my thoughts just go to, this is like my favorite person in the whole world. And she's talking and she's saying things and I don't know what they are, but I love her. That's a very like, very like pet mentality. Yes, it is. And so she ends up pointing oh, to... Oh, I see where you're going ah, ha, 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 You're with me now. Uh, ha, ha. So she starts, okay, I'm she following. Starts, she starts pointing to empty monster cans on her desk. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm tight. <coughs> Sorry. Um, Bless you. She's pointing to empty monster cans on her desk. And so me, being completely unable to hear her, is like, oh, she's pointing at the empty cans. That means that I'm supposed to take them away. I know this trick. I can do this. And so I hold... I know this trick. Well, that's how we frame things. Like, if I do something for her, mm-hmm. it's a pet trick. When I make her breakfast... Aww. It's a pet trick, which lately it is a high protein bagel with an egg over hard with guacamole on both sides of the bagel with a drizzle of sriracha. And Vegemite. No, she does not put Vegemite on everything. Uh, pudding, for those who don't know, is Australian <laughs> and and legitimately likes Vegemite. I do, too. I say that not because she's Australian. I say that because she also likes Vegemite. Yeah, she does. It's good. Did you get to it try it good. when you were here? Okay. Yeah, she she made me up some Vegemite toast, and it was really good. Vegemite toast is legit. It's so good. I'm I'm specifically fixating on this because I know that Chloe and Sophie will listen to this and go like <laughs> at the mention of Vegemite. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, pudding actually started being cruel with Vegemite because she was sick of hearing people say that they didn't like it. <laughs> It's true. So when she would talk about it and somebody new would want to experience it, she would overdo it on purpose to ruin their experience because they weren't going to like it anyway. And that way she Mm. could get a laugh out of it. Puds has a sadistic streak. And meanwhile, I went up to her and I was just like, um, Miss Cotton, I would really like to try Vegemite. She was like, okay. And actually made it up and made it like really tasty and like age appropriate. And I only got that that story about um, how she like sabotages Vegemite after the fact. And it was really funny. <laughs> she once took a spoon of it and put it on my nose. Oh no. Yeah. Do you remember what Vegemite smells like? I do. It's very strong. Anyway. It's a very unique uh, so smell. I, I have discovered that uh, putting my headphones in and playing music and interacting with others leads me to a very pet-like headspace. And I can just be a pet because my thoughts can't do whatever they're saying. Like, Chloe, at that same day, ended up calling me over and wanted to show me something on her Stellaris game, which I know nothing about. And so, like, I heard my name, I saw her motion to me, and so I walked over, and she's pointing at her screen, and her mouth is moving, and making sounds that I don't understand. So I'm just like, I'm nodding, 
I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I love you. I, I, lo- I love you. And it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't tried it, I recommend it. Uh, just warn your partner ahead of time so they don't get irritated. <laughs> right. Uh, do you have any other advice for someone looking to get into pet play? You cut out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any other advice for anyone looking to get into pet play? So, pet play... Okay, if you are a little who is looking to get into pet play, read my story. It's not a far job. No, it's not. <clears throat> read my story, Keeper's Pet. Have you read my story, Keeper's Pet? I have not. Jasmine! I'm sorry. I have dyslexia and I'm working my way through Audrey and Stacy. Oh my God. That's such, that's so long. So you're not going to have, you're not going to be done for like 10 years. (laughs) Damn. Audrey and Stacy is an epic. It is an epic. Okay. Well, take a break between chapters and read my entire story, which is only like, 11 chapters and it's unfinished. So ahead of time, I'm sorry. It's unfinished. But it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, Pet play. If you want to get into pet play, you don't have to have a partner. Like most submissive activities, you can can do this yourself. There is self-bondage. There is um, lots of littles who don't have a partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Pet play is all about the headspace. It's all about the feelings. It's all about the thoughts that you experience in that space. And so I recommend sitting on the floor, doing the trick with the headphones, listen to music, and try to watch TV. Like watch people talking on TV and experience. Not being able to understand a goddamn word. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, there are pet pl- pet plays considered a subset of BDSM. So I promise there is a local BDSM M- munch to you. If you don't know what a munch is, it is a casual gathering of kinksters in a public location. In a vanilla setting. Yes, in a public vanilla setting. Which most munches right now during the pandemic are virtual. Right. Actually, probably all of them. Um, They should be all virtual right now. They should be all virtual right now. But that doesn't mean you can't go. It doesn't mean you can't meet people. In fact, it might be an opportunity for you because I don't know. Jazzy, I don't know if you know this. But submissives and littles and pets tend to be shy. Really? I had no idea. I, I wasn't sure. I just I wanted to broach that gently. I was because I know you're not shy. Oh, oh, girl, I I don't <laughs> I don't read shy, but I really am. Well, okay, I don't think I'm shy. I, I'm an introvert. I think that's the difference. You're shy. You're shy. Yeah. You are very bombastic once you're in your comfort zone, but you're mm-hmm. very quiet. If you're not. And and people who know me and can read my volume level can usually read my state of mind and how I like 
feel about certain people and things yep. just by like looking at me and like gauging. Absolutely. Uh, also, you are a wonderful little helper in the kitchen. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoy helping in the kitchen. And next time I visit, we need to make uh, that cream sauce again. We're just like a oh. lot of stuff. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. So, so find a munch. Find people that share the interest. Uh, read some stories. Find people to talk to about it. Um, the key to exploring your own submissive role, your own submissive headspace, is to talk about it. Find mm -hmm. people who are not going to judge you, who are willing to discuss with you. But in so doing, you have to be ready and willing to listen to them. You have to be interested in hearing other people's stories and experiences. If you can do this, mm -hmm. if you can open yourself up and hear what other people have to say and explore your own feelings through those conversations, you might learn something about you that you didn't know. Right. And that's like really one of the principal goals of BDSM outside of like fun and gratification is like self-development and actualization. So here, here's where I get to be a snob. Um, Go for it. Now, remember, I'm biased. I was in a vanilla relationship for 15 years with one person. Mm -hmm. And I believe with all of me that a power play, a power exchange relationship leads to a deeper, more honest love than a vanilla relationship. I agree with that. I I definitely agree with that statement. Because a vanilla relationship has the freedom, I suppose, to not be friends with your partner. Right. Like there I, I know some monogamous vanilla couples that are like, oh yeah, I could not, I couldn't, well, I don't know now. Like they have to spend time with each other now. But you know, once upon a time there it was. Oh, I I don't know what I would do if I had to spend all my time around this person. And it's like, just like if you have to think about that, and if you see that as a problem, then you know what does that say about the overall like healthiness of the relationship? Precisely. And you know that's um exactly. And you know there's the meme talking about um about boomer comics, like comic strips written by boomers, and the punchline usually is "I hate my wife." Yeah. And then. There's a really like interesting like sociological discussion one can have around like why are people in relationships where they hate their partner yet they stay married for like 40 50 years and are miserable. I was in it for 15. It's a really interesting. Right, exactly. And it's just so interesting to like pick that apart. Mm -hmm. And then you look at kinky people and it's just like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah. My partner's my best friend, bro. Hell yeah." Yeah, it's just and, this really like wholesome like friendship and also relationship. And once you get into the poly side of it, I talk to all of my partners about my relationships with my other partners. I can be like, 
talking to Subby Girl, and I'm like, oh yeah, Pudding and I did this thing, and it was so much fun. And then she's like, oh my god, that's wonderful. And I did this thing with my owner, and it was so great. And I'm like, where are you? And we could be happy for each other. Whereas mm -hmm. the monogamous world, that would be jealousy, or uh, I don't want to hear what goes on with the other people, you know? Right, right. Which doesn't make and any that, sense to me. I, I want to hear about my partner being happy. Right, exactly. So, with that being said, thank you so much for answering all my pet play questions. Would you like to answer more pet play questions from the Dear Jazzy listeners? So, I'm wondering if perhaps you wouldn't mind if Ruru answers some questions with you. I would not mind whatsoever. Okay. So uh, we have all the questions here. I posted them in the general channel. Some of them are pet play related. Some of them are not pet play related. Words are difficult. So, and you've listened to the show before. So you know that the guest is the one that reads off the question and then we answer them and then we keep going. Okay. All, all right. right. I can do it. that. Cool. Uh, so, so you have to say hi to Ruru. Hi, Ruru. Hi, Jazzy. I miss you. Hi, Ruru. I miss you. You, you like squeaking my paws. I do like squeaking your paws. I held you hostage for like twenty minutes to squeak your paws. You do. You do. And <laughs> and so I got I got this for you right now. Uh, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was... miss you. Oh, I miss you too. As soon as this is all over, we're going to curl up in the crate and okay. snug. Okay. Okay. What is the first question? Uh, the first question is, what is the first question? Uh, it is right in the general channel. Uh, the Dear Jazzy and Z one. No, no, no. The first question is, what is the first question? Because you asked me that question and that's the first question. Ruru. <laughs> Jazzy. <laughs> Could you please read the first question that's in the list of questions that I posted in the general channel, please? Yes. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the top one, the one on the top says, Dear Jazzy and Z. I'm not, I'm not Z. Am I supposed to answer this question? Uh, you are not Z. I, um, but we can have him answer this on the next episode. Oh, I can answer this one right okay, now. Okay, so I'll just I'll just be quiet after I read the question. Dear Jazzy and Z, what would you say is the biggest challenge you have faced regarding your kinks? And that's from Princess Sarah, she her pronouns. Oh, and... am I supposed to read that part? Yeah. It's okay oh. though. Okay. Um that it's it's Princess Sarah G her. Yes. And I would say yeah. the biggest challenge I faced regarding my kinks was, was when um my little identity was outed in the workplace. Oh, I'm so and sorry. Honey. It had oh, it's okay. But I mean it's okay now. It sucked in the moment because it had like a massive fallout and there was a lot of collateral damage 
And life was really shitty for a while after that. But thankfully, stuff has calmed down and largely returned to normal. So that is good. But that is the biggest challenge I've faced in regards to my kinks. And then would, uh, would you like would you like me to answer that one or would you like me to read another question? I was literally uh, gearing up to ask you if uh, you wanted to chime in. So perfect timing. So that that one um, uh, I will answer is myself because Ruru has never faced a challenge regarding her kink. Oh, that's good. Ruru does not have any kink. Ruru is a non-sexual creature uh, who only loves the people who, well, she loves everybody. There's no one Ruru doesn't love. Lulu, Ruru loves literally everyone. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Ruru's going to be in the pageant next year. Well, if she makes the tryouts. Yes, what? I'm excited. Uh, Ruru's going to give a TED Talk. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what is, the biggest what is challenge, the biggest challenge I faced regarding my kinks. So I knew at a very early age that I was not vanilla. I knew mm. in my teenage years that I was not vanilla. And the biggest challenge I faced was self-acceptance and... Like I said, I was in a vanilla relationship for 15 years. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest challenge I faced. Because right. it is... It's very easy to say, oh, well, I'm kinky. That's like, it's just the thing that I enjoy. No. It is the thing that I enjoy. But it's a part of who I am. Right. And there are needs there that are tied to love. If I do not get the opportunity to submit, then that's a part of myself that goes unloved. And the biggest challenge I faced regarding my kinks was not understanding that kink isn't just an interest. It isn't just this fun thing that I like to do in my spare time. It is a very important part of who I am, of what makes me tick, mm -hmm. and how I feel loved and process the world. So, I say to anyone that this resonates with, you're not wrong. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay to have needs that are different from normal vanilla people. Big air quotes. Yeah. Well, I stopped. I got really tired of saying quote unquote. I sound like a broken record. <laughs> it's okay. All right. What's up? What's the next one? All right. We're going to go back to Ruru. Okay. Dear Jazzy, what do you think about wearing Little's clothing? or possibly other kink gear discreetly in public, i.e. wearing diapers, onesies, underclothes, or a discreet collar, etc. Fluffy Nate, he, him. Well, I have a lot of feelings on this. Um, 
mainly because as a lot of people know, it is fairly common for me to go out padded or um or have like wear a onesie that's like tucked into jeans with it like a sweatshirt over that. Like that is not uncommon fare for me. Um and then in terms of a discrete collar, like I have a like my permanent collar coming in soon that will go on and proceed to stay on forever. So when it comes to I I think like the operative word is discreetly and by extension uh discretion. And in a lot of ways, um, I think intent is a big part of it. And that's where it starts to get fuzzy and where it starts to get weird. Because, you know, you could, it's very easy to like wear, go out padded or like wear a onesie because it's like comfortable and it helps me feel like safer and everything. And that's fine and valid. But there are people who go out and it's just like, Oh man, I I peed all over the floor in Walmart. Oh no, look at me, I'm a baby. And it's just like there's very much like a public exhibitionism part of it and there's a part where there's people who are unknowingly suddenly involved in what is actually a scene. However, there are a lot of people out there who have like stuff like the silicone teething necklaces for legitimate reasons. And there's a lot of people that, like me and you, who wear our permanent collars out permanently as part of our lifestyle. And there's no sense of, like, showiness and there's no, like, exhibition. It's just, like, who we are and it's part of our expression in a lot of ways. And I, as an alternative person, like, I'm certainly used to getting a lot of, like, stares and leers and everything it's like oh your hair is a weird color for attention you have weird piercings for attention and it's just like if i wanted to intentionally get attention there are much easier ways for me to do it but like the way that i present is just part of my expression and i think that's just you know like i said it goes back to intent but also it gets fuzzy there what do you think I think that I can't take my collar off. And I think that you should probably wear diapers in public all the time, or you would pee on the floor. Give me uh And that 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 would that, that would be bad. Rude. And, and then you would get in trouble and then your daddy would get like unhappy. And I don't want Mr. Gray to be unhappy. Because <laughs> you're scared of him. Um like <laughs> like like oh, like a little bit yeah no listen mr gray he like he he has like these this like he has this way that he looks like mm-hmm. like he's mad but he's not mad like like you you're in say, trouble but you're not in trouble that's the the parent gaze you know that's the that is the look of I think parental I think authority. Parent, I think parent gays are just gay people that have children. No, as <laughs> gays is in G A Z E. That's not how you spell it. It's G A Y S. Okay, so spelling is hard for little fox kits. This is what we've discovered, and also we, just, no. I, just, I just want you to know that Daddy was looking over. 
<laughs> while you said that, and I was just kind of snickering. <laughs> that makes me feel scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. He's a teddy bear. Hi, hi, Mr. He's not a teddy bear. Teddy bears are small and cuddly, and like you can like like I, squish them. I know what I said. Okay. You can do all no, those things with Daddy. No, I, I, I met a Mr. Gray, and he's not a teddy bear because he can walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's valid. <laughs> I I can legitimately say I was not expecting that. That was that was pretty good. What? What was uh, pretty good? Yeah, your joke was okay. Uh, moving what, on. What joke. Um. Uh, don't worry about it, Ruder. I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. Uh, what I'm is the allowed, next one? I'm I'm not allowed to get older. Well, then I guess you'll never know. Every every year, everybody else gets a birthday, and I don't. That's because pet don't pets don't get birthdays yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Uh, for a serious answer to the question, you you did a great job. You did a wonderful job. Uh, oh, thank by you. the way, are you getting an eternity collar or is it a different different piece? Uh, different brand, but it is a it is a locking collar that he has the Allen wrench to. That is so wonderful. I'm so I happy know. for you. Thank you. I know. I've been like looking forward to this for so long and it's finally happening yeah it, that is an important amazing wonderful step in a power play relationship and i am so happy for you too oh. you are both adorable together and it's like mr gray is wonderful he oh. is so cool and you're such a sweetie and mm. i'm so happy for you too but to get back to the point Hold on. Uh, Kimmy says you are wonderful and so cool. <laughs> he says that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you see how, like, dismissive that is? No. No? <laughs> no? I, I live with him. No, you see, because I paid uh, a real compliment there. And then, and then mm -hmm. the response was, that's cute. He's also grading papers right That's now. casual dominance. Mm. And it's beautiful. Oh, I, okay. I see where you're going with it's, that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Um, you were saying. Okay. So I wear an eternity collar. I do not have the ability to take it off. Um, like yours, it locks with a small Allen wrench. And I do not have the key. And I have tried standard Allen wrenches on it, and it is a non standard size. Right. It is a half. It is a half size, so it, I, even with a toolkit, I cannot easily escape it. And uh, I've tried. Um, so most people with a discreet collar, like mine or the one that you're getting, they don't mm. know it's a collar. It just looks like a necklace. It just looks like jewelry. It's, yeah. Now, it's kind of weird to wear a steel band around your neck. But, like, 
it's still it's to the weird. vanilla to the vanilla eye. It registers as a necklace, a piece of jewelry. Right. And I've gotten many compliments on it from vanilla people. <laughs> oh, oh, I love your cute. necklace. That's so cool. And then I've also been drunk sometime. And I say to the vanilla person, yeah, could you uh, could you reach back there and, and, and get the clasp for me? Psych, there is no clasp. Yeah, that's happened before. Um, you did, you, you pretty much hit all the notes. So if you end up cutting my serious part of the answer, I'll completely understand. Um, mm -hmm. Public play is okay as long as no one knows you're playing. Right. As long as you're not disturbing anyone, as long as you're not involving anyone in your scene. And the innocent bystander who looks on at the happenings and feels secondhand embarrassment for the submissive, they're a part of the scene. Right. I understand from an exhibitionist standpoint, hello, I'm Kimberly, I'm an exhibitionist, that it's really hot to have those kind of onlookers. It's not fair. You it's not. don't know you don't know the experience that that person has lived with. Um, if you're getting spanked in public, say, that might be extremely triggering for that person. Maybe they were abused as a child. And they're, them witnessing you being spanked is going to ruin their entire day. Right. That's not fair. And you have no way of predicting that. And so you do not have the right to involve anyone in your scenes who's not expressing enthusiastic consent. Because you don't you just don't know. Okay, anyway, I'm rambling. Right. <laughs> no, that was good. That was perfect. Okay. Uh Jazzy. What? Jazzy. Yes. How many questions Rubru. was that? Hey, Jazzy. Uh we got through two of them. So, What's the next one? Um the next number or the next question? The next question. Oh. Uh, because I know you why... can't count. Why why is Ashy the cutest girl in the world? Please answer in the form of a five paragraph essay and don't forget to cite your sources. From Ashy, she her. Well, I'm going to make them very short paragraphs. Uh I will designate how they're separated by claps. Um you're a gay wad. I love you, Ashy. Source. Primary source, me, Jasmine Starshine, she, her. Next question. <laughs> I, I, I want to answer this one. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, Ashy is the cutest girl in the world because she's nice and kind and friendly and very helpful. And if you're ever having a problem and you ask her for help, she'll like, she'll like talk to you about it. And like, she will. She like she's like she's really nice. I really like Ashy, and and Jazzy, ja Jazzy, yes. Jazzy, yes, yes, yes. Jazzy, Ruru, Jazzy, Ruru. I know a secret. Yeah, I know a secret. Yeah, was know a secret. Yeah, yeah. Give me the secret. Ashy, Ashy likes to hold hands with people. <gasps> Lude, yeah. Lude. 
on my on my good pagan program on my good wholesome podcast lewd yeah i'm sorry lewd i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry did i we're gonna slap a explicit tag on this one should should i not have told you no it's okay i'll tell you what hand holding means when you're older (laughs) it means that you put your hand in their hand and that means that you love each other now yep and that's how babby is made yeah 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 what's the dear jazzy dear 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 jazzy in your fursona how often have you played with other furries and what have you done princess sarah she her well uh jasmine starshine the fursona isn't necessarily a headspace for me in the same way Little Space or Pet Space or anything like that is. Jasmine Starshine is a character and a avatar and a personification of myself. So when it comes to doing things to other furries, uh, at conventions, usually that involves uh, drinking or playing board games or uh, screaming about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or drinking. Or <laughs> you see what I mean? Because... The character, Jasmine, is, by extension, just me. So the stuff that Jasmine does is the stuff that I do. But when it comes to, like, if you want to get, like, down in it, like, little Jazzy is just a a personification of my little space in a lot of ways. So basically all the same stuff that I normally do, but just with that, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like... The character Jasmine is just how I represent myself online and in real life sometimes with my fursuit. It's like a, like swapping into a different character model in a lot of the ways. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm curious. I'm not a furry. I'm furry adjacent. Uh, how does your fursuit make you feel when you wear it? Well... When I am in Jasmine's fursuit, I am, for the most part, a silent suitor, which, for those who don't know, silent suitors are people who wear fursuits and don't talk in them to, quote-unquote, get more into, like, the character of sorts. And when I'm actually, like, in suit, physically, I feel hot and sweaty, and my vision is very low. But emotionally, it's a lot of fun because people interact with me differently when I'm in suit versus when I'm out of suit. Because externally, I'm a giant blue dog. And people react differently to a giant blue dog than than emo chick at a convention. Like, there's a different response that garners. And to me, you know, that's a lot of fun because people are like, oh, my God, it's a baby puppy and she's a husky. Oh, my God. And then that just like gets me a certain kind of way. And I'm just like gone and I'm loving I'm loving it. And I'm like into it. And and I say that in like a very wholesome context because it's kind of like almost like as close to pet space as I usually get because I'm just now starting to explore that personally. But uh, versus out of suit, you know, I don't get those interactions so that's how i would describe it okay uh you want me to read another question i would love that okay 
Am I am I doing a good job on the questions? You're doing a great job, Ruru. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna tell Puss that you deserve it. Yay! Oh my gosh! Are you going really? I'm for ah. real. For real ah. these. Oh, I want a treat. I love treats. Well, I'm going to tell your owner that you deserve one. Ja Jazzy. Jazzy. Yeah? Yeah. I get, I get to eat the scraps after dinner. Ooh. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I do. That's a new rumor. I, I do. Because, like, Chloe doesn't always finish her dinner. And, like, and like Pudding doesn't always finish her dinner. And then they give the bits that they didn't eat to me. And I get to eat people food. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like a rare treat. No, it happens every day. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next question has to do with that. Yeah. Dear Jazzy, have you or your guest, that's me, have you that's or me. your guest ever eaten out of a kibble bowl? Also, yes. additionally, do parts of your persona come out in your personality? Excited to go for walkies or get happy to run around or really loving scritches. Oh, really great things. Walkies are great and running around is great. And scritches are really, 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 really great. I can uh, cloud I love, puddles. She, her. I love all of those things that were listed. Whether me too. It, Which one's your favorite? Uh, scritches. No yeah, contest. So no good. contest. No contest. Uh, I have eaten out of a kibble bowl. Yes. I feel like that's a given, though. That's a very softball question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, Mark came over on Friday to play Dungeons and Dragons, mm. right? And, right. and, like, um, he brought fruit mix popcorn. Ooh. And nobody liked it. <laughs> and uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark said that he likes to buy these things so that everyone can suffer a little bit. Oh my god, what a mad lad. And they put it in a bowl and told me that if I didn't eat every piece of it, that they would put the rest down my pants. Jazzy, Jazzy, yeah. did you did you know that Twizzlers melt if you keep them in your pants? <laughs> I do now. I had a Twizzler put in my butt, in my mm. between my butt cheeks, not like in my butt. Oh no! But like, but no. like they put a Twizzler there, and they told me I wasn't allowed to get no. out, and it melted. Give me no. And so, and so I was really scared. That if they did that with the popcorn, because it was like a candy popcorn, that if they did that with the popcorn, that it would get all melty and awful and not come out in the shower. And, and your butt cheeks would never be split again. And they'd, and they'd smell like fruit. And Yuck. so I, I had to eat them all, but they said that I was not allowed to touch them with my hands and I was not allowed to tip the bowl. I had to eat the bowl uh, with had to eat all the popcorn in the bowl with just my face, and as a pet should, and it was really hard because the bowl was really tall and everybody was laughing. And when I got down to the last couple little bits, 
I had to stick my tongue out to the popcorn and wait for the popcorn to melt a little bit so it stuck to my tongue so I could pull it out of the bowl. That's smart. Yeah. Because you're such a smart girl. Yes, ah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Jazzy, I love you. And I love you, Ruru. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Oh, okay. Is pet space the same as a fursona? Do you need to have a fursuit to be a furry? Or are you just a pet without a fursuit? What is the line when you go from pet to fur? Lizzie. I know Lizzie. I know Lizzie. I love you, you Lizzie. You do know Lizzie. I love you, Aww. Lizzie. So, uh, pet space and a fursona are two entirely different things. Although there are a lot of furries who are pets. And there are a lot of pets who are furries. But those two are different things. Because a fursona, like I was saying earlier, is how you express yourself. And it's like a personification of yourself as a character. And you interact with other people through their fursonas by proxy. And that's like largely what a fursona is. And, you know, it could be like via um, you're a 3D model on Second Life or through art or role play or anything like that. Like a persona is an extension of you and it is a character designed to represent you. Uh, pet space is a headspace very similar to little space. And you can get as a furry in an animal like headspace. Like I was describing when I'm in suit a lot of the time, like you can get into a very similar headspace, if not full on pet space. Um, Furthermore, you do not need a fursuit to be a furry. I think the statistic is around, like, I think between 10 and 15% of the fandom actually owns a suit. It's, like, because they're very, very expensive, and the fandom is very, 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 very large. Um, and when it comes to what's the line between pet and fur, I would say, you know, they're not even on the same continuum. But the circles just overlap really, really hard. And that's what I would say. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Any thoughts on that, Ruru? Uh, I like being a pet. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and you are so happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Should we close out the show with the story about being happy? Okay. 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 So, so why don't you tell us all about the button, the happy uh, button? I, I have a button that um, uh, pudding. Pudding's my owner. Mm -hmm. uh, we we were at the convention, and we were walking around, and everybody was going to get a button. And so Pudding bought everybody for the buttons. And like Chloe's said, uh, baby. Mm -hmm. And Miss Lemon said, mommy. Aww. And uh, Sophie said, uh, princess. Did Sophie say princess? 
I think so. And yeah. mine said happy. And it actually said it actually said dumb. To the to listeners keeping score at home, the button said dumb. It did not. Said, no, every like it said happy. People, no, people people would say that, and I would show them. I would show them the button. I would show them the button, and I would say it says happy. And and you'd show them, and you'd go through all your ABCs to show them how it's spelled happy. No. And you were the happiest no. little pet no. at the whole, whole convention. You're no. so happy. No, that's not how it went. Because. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that many letters. Well, there's so, only four of them. Because, um, you know, D-U-M-B spells happy. Yeah, because that's what yeah. it says on the button. Yeah, See, and somebody, you... somebody, no, somebody told me it said dumb, and I, I got mad. I got mad at them. Do you say because... they were dumb? No, I would never do that. That's mean. <laughs> I got mad at them and said that they were they were not correct that they that they that because my owner bought it for me and said that it says happy that means it says happy because like my owner would not buy a button that says dumb cuz of course not no so who would yeah. ever do that well my owner she wouldn't tell me lies no never so, so it says happy, and they they just they, they didn't read it right. Right. Yeah. Because they're dumb. No. Well, it's not <laughs> nice, Jazzy. Jazzy. It's not they, nice to call people dumb. It's not nice. You're gonna make somebody sad. I'm gonna tell your daddy on you. <laughs> okay. See how that goes, Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. <laughs> He can't hear you, Mr. Gray. What if I get louder, Mr. Gray? Ow, ow, <laughs> ow! Thank you for listening to Dear Jazzy episode eighteen. Please check out the Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash/JasmineStarshine to help the continuing ongoing production of the show. Get you some homemade jazzy porn. Visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can donate to the Ruka fundraiser there. You can see all of me and Z's links. Until then. I will see you next time. Any closing thoughts, Kimmy? Uh, well, thank you for having me on the show. I had a really good time. Thank you for entertaining Ruru. Um, I am, will be happy if you, if you ever need a guest or a peanut gallery to <laughs> be me or any of my headspaces uh, for your show. Thank you for having me on. And um, I forgot to say during the course of the show that the usual bet is giving away diapers. That's right. Talk about the we giveaway. We didn't talk about the giveaway. So I'm going to get in trouble if we don't talk about the giveaway. Yes, please talk about the giveaway. Uh, the Usual Bet, which is an 18 and up age play discussion podcast hosted by Sophie and Chloe uh, and interrupted mm -hmm. by yours truly, uh, is giving away an, a pack of ABU diapers to a listener each week for the next weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, and you have to listen to the show and they're going to ask you a question which jazzy jazz. Yes. Yes. The questions are really hard. 
Yeah. They're really hard, Jazzy. So they ask you a really hard question, and then you have to email in your answer. It's like a quiz. Ooh. Do, do, I mean, I, I I knew all this because I listened to the show, but I'm hamming it up. Oh. You know, this is what we call in the biz. We call this acting. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know. Keep giving the details. Do you, do you know? Do you know what the really hard question was this week? Then, since you listen, I don't know. I guess the listeners will have to figure it out themselves. No, I'll tell Wait. you what it was. They have to listen to the show to get the super hard question. Is this episode going to air tonight? No. Then it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. That's because valid. this question is only good until tomorrow. And so as long as this doesn't go live before the usual bet uh, gets recorded, then it's fine. That's the fair. very, very hard question that you're trying so hard to ruin my joke on. Do it. What is your favorite stuffed animal? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. I know. That's the joke. That's really hard. Jasmine Starshine. Pick. Yes, Kimmy. Pick one of your beloved stuffed animals. Declare them your favorite and make the rest of them sad right now. No. No, I can't. So. The long and short of it is, Sophie is a sadistic monster, and Chloe is her enabler. <laughs> Chloe is her enabler. Do, Truer words have never been spoken. Do, do you know how much trouble I'm going to get in when they listen to this? How much <laughs> trouble? Uh, you're going to be able to hear my screams in Cleveland. <laughs> Oh, this is good. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Kimmy, once again, thank you so much for guesting uh, last minute. Wonderful. And Happy to do so. Yes. And we will see you all next time. Love you, boo. <laughs> <laughs>